Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you so much. You've come into this place, and we have come to meet you here. As we have lifted our voices, God, in song to you, singing the praises of your name, singing of your glory, we just pray that our hearts and minds have been opened, that this time of worship has readied us for your truth and your wisdom. We thank you so much for that that faithfulness, God, that says where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are also. Well, we're here, God, and so are you. We thank you for that. We thank you, God. And then we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Woo! All right. That sounded good. That sounded real good. Did that sound good? Yeah. That sounded real good. Sounded really, really good. Thank you. We could have just done that. I don't even really need to prepare any of this stuff. We just kept singing all night. Just that little, that little chorus at the end. That was awesome. Well, hello. Since I did write something and they're done singing, I'll just say something anyways. Uh, my name is Pastor Johnny, and uh, I want to welcome each and every one of you to the very first, hi, the very first uh, United Worship of the 2014-2015 school year. It is so good. Yes. You all... Three people are really excited about school. <laughs> Three more people. <laughs> I see that you all are now a year older, a year wiser. Uh, most of you smell better this year. Um, some of you have noticed taking showers now, which is a plus. We're moving up, guys. We're moving up. This is great. Uh, well, I want to wel- welcome you to United Worship here at First Methodist Mansfield. If this is your very first time here, I am really, really really glad. If this is your one millionth time here, congratulations. I don't know how you did it. That's impossible, but I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed. Um, So we're going to do this um, Wednesday nights uh, in this room, 630 to 8 o'clock. It is my favorite time of the entire week. I love being here. love playing silly games. Look Look at how many Skittles are smashed into the floor. Like, Come on. Awesome. Right. So if you need a little snack, a little pick-me-up in the middle of this thing, just grab some, grab some smashed Skittles. The, the, the sugar's already all exposed for you. It's not even going to be that hard. I don't have to chew it. Um, on the way in, you probably got one of these little handouts. Um, if you didn't, just raise your hand, and somebody with a handout will come by and hand it to you. I'm saying hand a lot. Hand it to you. Um, also, on the back of your seats, you'll probably find a pen. Grab one of those. Also, if you are in need of a pen, raise your hand. Um, somebody will figure out how to get you a pen. If not, just bite your finger real hard and start writing in blood. Don't do that. Don't do that. That was a joke. But we do have a doctor here, just in case. <laughs> um, so, we're going to, you'll, you'll get one. Just keep your hand raised. It'll come by. Oh, you need a pen? An, oh, a quill. What about an inkwell? Do you need an inkwell as well? Um, so what you're going to do is you're going to see some blanks on that piece of paper. Um, you'll see some slides later on. You can fill in the blanks there. kind of helps as far as active listening goes. You've probably heard of that before. Also on the back of that sheet, there's a little note section. If you want to take, if you want to do some free form note taking, please do, uh, do that there. And also before we go any further, I just want to say a couple things about the way, the way this looks on Wednesday nights now. So for those of you that are old hat, like that are veterans, I'm not calling you old, but you've been to Wednesday nights before, it does look a little different. Um, and, and one of the reasons is um, we, we, wanted to, we wanted to build up our, our student body. We wanted, to, 
we, we noticed that in each of our worship settings, we were talking a lot of the, about the same things. And so we thought we could do it a lot better if we just brought it every, everybody in together. But what's going to happen is after this short message, we're going to break off into breakout groups where you're going to have your own uh, little small groups. You'll have a, a, a couple adult mentors in there. They're going to, oh, that's embarrassing. I'm sorry that that happened. Right in the front row, too. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Have a Skittle as a prize. Um, you're going to have a breakout group where you get to uh, talk about some of these. Because what we're going to talk about um, each and every Wednesday night, um, what we're going to talk about is some questions that, that we all have, uh, lots of us adults, that we had whenever we were growing up. Some of the things that may not make sense um, about faith, uh, some of the things that may confuse us a little bit. Um, and so we want to go ahead and get the conversation going. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to embarrass you by waving at you. Um, uh, we're going to talk about some of the like, confusing things of faith. So this, that little notes section on the back is a really great place to record some questions that you have as we go through this too. So when you go to your breakout groups, y'all can start discussing those things, right? Um, because we really want to start asking these good questions about our faith so we can begin exploring it and strengthening it, okay? Okay, great. Now, for those of you that don't know me, uh, I have a son who just turned four. His name is Charlie. Yeah. He's, he's a pretty awesome dude, and Charlie loves Superman, right? It's true. He absolutely loves Superman. It's the first, like, fictional character that he really latched on to you. For those of you that are not familiar uh, with my story, um, almost a year ago, my wife and I traveled to Uganda and adopted a little boy who's now turned four. His name is Charlie. He is the love of our life. He's amazing. Uh, and he absolutely loves Superman. He has uh, all these Superman action figures. He has a Superman blanket. He has Superman posters uh, on his wall. He has a Superman nightlight. He has Superman shirts. He has Superman shirts with capes attached to them. You get the picture. The kid loves Superman. And what was really disappointing about that for me is I really don't like Superman. (laughs) If I were ranking superheroes, Superman at the bottom. Like, just not a fan. I don't know. I figured it was kind of boring because he could do anything and everything. Like, I mean, what's the problem? Superman's the best, you know? Um, so I liked a bunch of other things, but I'm just, it's not really that I dislike him. It's not like I hate the guy. Superman's a great guy, right? But I just wasn't that interested in Superman. Um, but the more and more Charlie's into Superman, the more and more I kind of have to force myself to be into Superman. Um, I'm finding out about Superman's story and I tell you, I'm telling you, I'm coming around on the Superman guy. Like he's pretty cool. Um, cause his story, his story, when I look at his story, it's, it's very Christ-like. And I'm, I'm going to get to that in just a second. But Superman is arguably the most powerful superhero there is, right? And I really don't want to argue about that now. So if you think of somebody better, write it on your notes and we can argue about it later. But Superman, arguably the best Superman ever, right? Or superhero ever. He can fly. He's like as strong as steel. Bullets bounce off him. He's got x-ray vision. He's, you know, he's just the strong. He can do whatever he wants, right? He's Superman. Um, he's really cool. He can pretty much do anything. And someone with all that power, pretty much all the power in the universe, lives on Earth and walks around like a normal human being. Clark Kent, right? He wears the glasses and puts on the shirt. Who would know that he's Superman? Um, And he dedicates his life. He dedicates his whole life and his powers to helping the powerless. That's pretty cool. Because I'm going to tell you, just being honest here, because I feel like this is a trusting place, this is a safe place to be honest with everybody. If I had all the powers in the world, I might be a real jerk, right? Because <laughs> I could just do whatever I want, right? 
If I was flying too fast and a cop's trying to pull me over, I'd be like, sorry, I'm Superman. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to keep going over here. <laughs> you know? I, I would probably be a real jerk because I had all the powers in the world. But, but Superman, no. He dedicates his life to using his powers for the powerless, right? That's pretty cool. Most powerful individual on the planet, and they dedicate their lives and power to service of others. I've begun to come around, uh, I have begun to come around on Superman because Superman's story is very Christ-like. Christ comes to earth fully God and yet in human form. So here's our first note. Jesus is fully God and fully human. The Almighty the creator of the cosmos, most God comes to earth as a human, just like you and me. And he comes not to be served, right? He comes not, oh, I moved my thing. He comes not to be served, but to serve, to use his godliness, to use his godliness to protect the powerless, to heal the hurting, to feed the hungry, to open the eyes of the blind, and to give hope to the hopeless. He's fully God and he's fully human. In this way, Jesus is presenting the character of God that nobody has ever seen, right? God's invisible. He lives in the clouds. Nobody's ever seen him, but Jesus is here to present that character, to present God in a way, in a very real, very tangible, very seeable human way, right? And because of the life of Jesus, we can know what God is like. But that raises some very interesting questions like, for example, how could you be fully God and fully human? That makes no sense, right? And we find Jesus praying, right, throughout the scriptures. Who's he praying to if he's God? Himself? And it sounds silly, right? But when you really begin to think about this, this paradox, that's a big word, sorry, middle schoolers, paradox, when you begin to think about this paradox of being fully God and fully that means not 50-50, but fully God and human, our brains can short-circuit a little bit. How is that even possible? How does that work? Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit. In Colossians chapter 1, uh, the writer of Colossians says this, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the image of of the invisible God. God we cannot see. Jesus we can. Now, I'll tell you, not all of your questions about Jesus are going to get answered tonight. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about a little bit about him next week and answer some other questions too. But this is the beginning, right? This is the foundation of what we're talking about when we talk about Jesus. We're going to have time to discuss this stuff in our breakout groups in just a minute. But I want you to know that if, if your brain starts getting fried right now, don't be discouraged right? Write the notes down, write your questions down, and we're going to continue to search through this each and every week. The Gospel of John. Um, the Gospels are the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and they tell the good news. That's what gospel means, good news. Tells the story of Jesus. John, the fourth gospel, and the Gospel of John, it says it this way. Chapter 14, verse 7, if you know me, this is Jesus talking, not me, if If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know God and have seen God. He's talking to his disciples. He started talking about kind of this end that's coming and that one day he's going to die. And his disciples are kind of getting worried. And Jesus is like, don't worry where I'm going. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And the disciples are like, well, where are you going? How do we get there? How do we know who this God person is? What the heck is going on? And Jesus is like, don't worry. If you know me, you will know my Father also. 
And from now on, you do know God and have seen God, right? Because I'm right here in front of you. So every word that Jesus speaks are God's words. And all the work that Jesus does is God's work. But Jesus does not simply speak God's words and do God's works. Rather, he does those things because he is God's word and he is God's work in the world. I'm going to say that to you again. Jesus does not simply speak God's words and do God's works. Rather, he does those things because he is God's word and work in the world. Well, so what? So what? What, Why would I spend time standing up here talking? Why would you come to hear this? Why are we going to go to breakout rooms and talk about this? What does this matter, right? Who cares? It's important... It is important that we understand the fully human and the fully divine nature of Jesus because Jesus gives us a picture of who God is and what we are capable of. That's why this is important. You have the full nature of God, the full character of God coming in human form. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week, the the implementations of what that means for God, the Almighty, to come down and be in human form. We're going to talk about that next week some. Um, But this week, the reason it's important to begin to know who Jesus is as being fully God and who Jesus is as being fully human. He's fully God. He gives us a picture of who God is. When we look at Jesus, when we read the stories of Jesus, we know what our God is like, the God that we sit here and sing songs about. That's how we know. That's how these people write these songs. They've read the Bible, and they see a picture of who God really is. And then it's important that he's fully human because it shows us what we're capable of, the type of world change and life change that we are capable of being a part of because of Jesus. That's why this is important. Jesus gives us a picture of who God is and what we are capable of. The life and love of Jesus paints for us a picture of our creator God. The things that Jesus did and said are a perfect reflection of God because he is God in the flesh. And it gives us a picture of what we are capable of because Jesus is fully human. He walked on the same ground that we walked. He felt the same burning, unbelievably hot heat of the sun that we feel here in Texas. He didn't, he wasn't here in Texas, but same heat. He's over, he's over there in the Middle East where it's really hot too. He's felt the cold of winter, which I hate, but he's felt it. He knows that feeling. He's felt the heartbreak of betrayal. Don't raise your hand, but you know what that feels like. Some of you in this room knows what it's like to be betrayed, to be stabbed in the back. Jesus has felt that. Jesus' heart rejoiced when he saw uh, a family jump for joy when their daughter was healed. When something miraculous happened that Jesus was a part of and he was there, and his heart leapt for joy. Jesus has felt all of these things. He's felt pain. He's felt hurt. He's felt joy. He cried when he found out that his friend Lazarus died. And through it all, he stayed true to his calling as being a part of God's creation and fulfilling that nature of God. We are capable of making a major impact on the world thanks to the example of Jesus because that's, when we, say, when we call ourselves a Christian, which I understand maybe not all of you in here do, and that's okay, I want you to keep coming, keep hearing about this person, Jesus, because I think he's pretty awesome. But when you decide to call yourself a Christian, that means you've decided to follow this way. You see what you're capable of, you see who God is, you see who you're capable of, and you're going to follow that because that's who you want to be. 
So in a minute, uh, I'm going to pray for us, and then somebody's going to come up and give you directions about how we're going to break off into groups. But I hope in those groups, and as we continue on through the school year, we can begin to wrestle with some of these big, deep, heavy questions. So hopefully, for those of you that are on the beginning stages of this faith journey, maybe you haven't even started yet, you can begin to get a picture of what we crazy Christians think and, and, and how we feel like we really can change the world. And for those of you that may have called your Christian, yourself a Christian for a very long time, hopefully this becomes an examination, a deep examination of our faith. And it strengthens our faith by asking really good questions and hoping to find the answers. All right? Now would you please pray with me? Gracious God of heaven and earth, the one who sent his son Jesus, a human form of God, fully God, fully human God, We thank you so much for that example. We thank you so much for that grace and love. And we pray, God, that as we continue to look deep into our faith, examine what it means to be a disciple, we just pray that we are given the strength, the wisdom, and the discernment, God, to follow, to follow, to follow so that we can become leaders, leaders in transforming your world. As we go to our groups, God, I pray that you bless that time, that your name is glorified as we seek Uh, to ask questions, God. I hope that your name is honored as we seek answers. It doesn't mean that that we doubt. Maybe we do, but it it just means that we're we're curious, God. We want to know, and I know that you honor that, and we thank you for that, God. In your name we pray. Amen.